Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Thanks for tuning into our show today. We're helping real estate decisions come together. First time home buyers, move up buyers, investors too. We help people make the right decision when you're looking to put together that real estate deal. Sometimes you're talking with maybe a buyer from outside of the northern Nevada market or even the Nevada market, and I hear the questions. What is it about Nevada? Isn't it all desert? Isn't it so hot? Why would anybody want to live in Nevada? Other people tell me, oh yes, I've been to Las Vegas. I know what that's like. It's hot. It's hot all the time. Well, today we're going to learn more about Nevada, specifically all of Nevada, because our guests today are coming to talk with us. They're friends of Nevada Wilderness. Joining us on the show later is Sharon Netherton. She's the executive director. She's going to be talking about the great things they're doing and and opportunities to enjoy Nevada even more. Also joining her is Pat Bruce. He's the stewardship director, and he'll give us some insights on Friends of Nevada Wilderness and what's going to happen as we move forward in 2018 and into 19. Joining us, too, in the studio, Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva from Sage International. I know she loves the wilderness. We're going to talk about her wilderness, entrepreneurship, helping people grow their businesses, along with other things in Nevada and more after this. International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. You're tuned into 1180 right here at the Lotus Broadcast Stations, Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're on our 13th year of helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy real estate. And sometimes people buy real estate and they say, what did I buy here? What am I doing here? Where am I? Well, if you recently bought real estate in Nevada, today's your lucky day. We have the Friends of Nevada Wilderness joining us. That's one of the great things about Nevada, the wilderness. Sharon Netherton, she's the Executive Director. Welcome to our show, Sharon. Thank you so much. I had a chance to meet you not long ago at a really cool event here in northern Nevada, put on by the good folks at Easy 104.1 Radio and Bighorn Olive Oil. That was a fantastic presentation. You know, those guys are the best, and they've been supporters of Friends of Nevada Wilderness since they started here, uh, and we are thrilled to be partners with them. Oh, they're really good people to know, and, and I'm glad that they love the same things that we do, the Nevada Wilderness. John Berkovich and Mercedes Berkovich were the hosts that night, and I was there with my lovely, lovely fiance, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Sherry, welcome to our show, too. Thank you. I had a great time, and I was absolutely blown away because, to be honest, I had never heard of Friends of Nevada Wilderness, and when I listened to Sharon give her presentation, and I went over and grabbed every piece of literature they had out and said, I need to learn more, I want to participate, and I want to create awareness for this fabulous organization. You know, it's true, a lot of people just really haven't discovered what Nevada has to offer. Uh, you've got to get out into the wilderness to really see it. There is so much. I sometimes don't even want to talk to people about it that don't live here because I figure, why share, right? There'll be plenty of people here before long. Also joining us in the studio today from Friends of Nevada Wilderness is Pat Bruce. He's the stewardship director. Welcome to our show, Pat. Thanks, Peter. It's Nice to be here to talk about public lands and wilderness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd love what you would do. I, boy, that, wouldn't that be great, Sherry, to have that as your world? You live, in the, you live in the world of wilderness and helping people enjoy it, understand it, and protect it. So, Pat, I uh, don't recall seeing you at the event at the Grove. I think I was busy at the refreshments and charcuterie. <laughs> uh, I'm lucky I even saw Sherry and Sharon, but were you there that night? Actually, I wasn't. I was on my way to the Sheldon National Wildlife Refuge mm -hmm. to uh, take out my uh, AmeriCorps service members and get them back to the airport after a, a long season doing habitat restoration in the Sheldon Refuge. Where is the Sheldon Refuge in Nevada? Sheldon National Wildlife Refuge is nearly 900 acres right up on the Oregon border Ooh. just west of uh, are just east of Cedarville, California. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is right way up there. It's hard to, hard for some people to think that that's Nevada, you know, because they think of Nevada, again, as, uh, you know, the Las Vegas desert, basically. That's right. And uh, Sheldon offers a, a really unique uh, sagebrush steppe ecosystem, beautiful high basalt rims and tables and uh, incredible wildlife viewing opportunities. 
and uh, just a, a magical place. We've got to get there. Uh, I drive up to Klamath Falls, Oregon on occasion. Uh, we're going just beyond that in a week or so. And uh, it's really not that far to get up there. You just have to be determined to get there. And, and uh, I bet it's beautiful. I'm going to make my way up there, you bet. So let's talk about uh, the wilderness. When we talk about protecting the wilderness, what are we specifically talking about? Is it the animals? Is it the plant life? Is it the air? Or is it all of it? I mean, what is it? It's really all of it. Wilderness is, is a collection of parts. There's recreational opportunities, sort of the primitive end of the spectrum. Some of the best wildlife habitat out there is in wilderness. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of cultural resources. You know, the native peoples have been using these areas for a long, long time, and many of the remnants of their, their use is still there. And so it's very important. Wilderness protects those mm -hmm. wonderful cultural or historic resources for all time as well. So mm -hmm. uh, wilderness is something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've been in northern Nevada for, I'm um, in my 18th year now, and I had a chance five years ago to go out to Burning Man. Have you ever uh, heard of Burning Man or been to Burning Man? <laughs> well, in fact, I have heard of Burning Man <laughs> and, and have gone uh, once. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we have six employees out there at the interpretive camp helping to talk about Leave No Trace, yes. how to recreate responsibly, mm -hmm. and also just how to enjoy and learn about the natural resources, the historical resources, just the beautiful country and all the surrounding wilderness that you can see right there from the Black Rock Playa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are you a native of Nevada, Sharon, by chance? No, alas, my daughter is, but mm -hmm. um, I moved here in the 70s. And are you from the West? Is this kind yes. of a new territory for no, you? I, I grew up as a desert rat. My father was a big rock hander, Okay. And my early recollections were roaming the deserts of Nevada and California mm -hmm. looking for rocks. So, you're in your environment. How about you, Pat? Are you a native of Nevada? I'm not a native of Nevada, but I've been here for 35 years, and uh, I, I'd like to consider myself a, a, a native now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I developed an interest in Nevada through the scouting program mm -hmm. and uh, I'd been in the Bay Area involved in scouting came up here met some people and you know be they hunters anglers or just uh, recreationalists in general uh, four-wheel drive opportunities we were all over the state with these folks and I fell in love very quickly oh very nice uh, I have uh, said it before and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I am not from Nevada I'm from Colorado and uh, I find Nevada to be a lot like Colorado in some ways, only better. And uh, there's a variety of reasons for that, but Nevada is just an awesome, awesome state, and I'm so glad to live here too. Sherry Hill is with us in the studio. Sherry, native, non-native? Uh, native Californian. Californian. But I've been here 26 years, mm -hmm. and so have been blessed to really enjoy the benefits of northern Nevada. Yeah and uh, all that it has to offer. And the reason I ask and, and talk about how long we've been here is because a lot of people in Nevada, they didn't live here 10, 20, 30 years ago. And Nevada is a different state. It's not like other states. It has some very unique elements about it. And whether you know it or not when you're coming in, I think you know it's custom to, when in Rome, right? You're, uh, you take on the customs, which is protecting our wildlife in northern Nevada. One of the, the surprising things that I discovered when I moved here was the wild horses. And I've, I've, I've heard all sides of it, but let me ask you, are wild horses part of your focus in Friends of Nevada Wildlife? Not, not so much. We focus a lot more on, on the land protection, the habitat protection, mm -hmm. not specifically on, on the, the horses. You know, protecting habitat is great for all of our wildlife, you know, yeah. whether it's the pronghorn, the bighorn sheep, lizards, birds, uh, eagles, you name it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, all, it's all part of the whole and you've got to protect the habitat to protect the critters. You absolutely do, you absolutely do. And sometimes uh, I think uh, people are careless or reckless in their lifestyles and unfortunately, especially people that have not lived in Nevada for a long time, maybe don't know about the importance of things like leave no trace behind. I was looking at your beautiful website, Friends of Nevada Wilderness, 
Uh, and you've got some great information here if you're going to take a tour, if you're going to go on a hike, uh, if you're going to um, go to an area that is really, really remote and in the wilderness like what we talk about, I mean, you've got to be prepared. This website has a lot of fantastic information, and I want to encourage our listeners to visit NevadaWilderness.org. Are you in charge of that website? How oh, do you absolutely do the work? Not. I bet you're no. on that. Huh? You're no a technology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wilderness and computers. How does that work? I mean, why, why do you even have a computer? <laughs> Who needs computers? Yeah, but unfortunately, they are everywhere. Uh, but yeah, the Nevada well, Wildlife. Let's talk about one of the events that they have coming up. You bet. What's going what's to be happening? You know, we have hundreds and hundreds of volunteers that come out and give back to their community by doing service projects. And every year, we have an event to thank them and to thank all the people who love wilderness and support it. And we call it our Wilderness Wingding. Mm -hmm. And it's happening in December, December mm. 7th at the California building in Idlewild Park. And we invite all of your listeners to come learn a little bit more about wilderness, uh, help us celebrate our incredible volunteers, and just have a wonderful party. So please come and join us. A uh, very important question. Will there be refreshments? Yes. Very nice. Great food, live music. Oh, man. Libations. Right. Wow, that's a party. For that. <laughs> December a party. 7th. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be happening at Idlewild Park in the big meeting room that they have there. Mm -hmm. I've been to some of those events there. Mm -hmm. And it's really a great venue. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun there. And yeah, people need to know more about Friends of Nevada Wilderness and about the wilderness in general. Uh, we have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to ask you maybe about, to talk to us about maybe some areas that uh, maybe people are relatively new to Northern Nevada or Nevada in general don't know about. Everybody likes to take off to those secret places. Let's talk about that and more when we come back after this. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction, Jackson. He's the best. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today, especially because I know it's hot outside at this time of the day, and it has been really hot this summer. There were more days over 100 degrees this year than there were on record. Last time I counted, it was like 21, or at least that's what I heard from that guy, Mr. A, on the TV. He said 21. It seemed more like 51 to me. I mean, it was hot. I've never lost so much energy in the heat, uh, except for the, you know, when I go in the house now. I'm cool all the time because I have SunTech Solar Screening. Yes, SunTech Solar Screenings are fantastic. I encourage you to check them out. Now is a good time to talk to the folks at SunTech Solar Screenings because they can get your solar screens up before all of the heat goes away. And, and they won't tell you this, but I will because I'm a SunTech Solar Screening uh, customer, even in the winter. Even in the winter, they make a big difference because that sun comes in from a much lower angle, and it go, if it goes right into your house like it used to in mine, creates big problems with watching the TV and enjoying some of my living space. Plus, they actually keep my house warmer in the winter. Don't tell them over at SunTech I said that because to them, it's all about keeping your home cool in the summer. Find out more by visiting solarscreensofreno.com and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I have three outstanding guests. First of all, Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's the Wealth Protection Diva. Hope you're enjoying being with us today, Sherry. I am. I am. I'm enjoying learning more about Friends of Nevada Wilderness. And as someone who's in business and helps people start businesses, I keep thinking of what you know great opportunities to tourism, mm -hmm. recreation, guides, people that want to turn their passion or their hobby mm -hmm. into a business and get out and explore our great state get paid for doing it if you're looking to buy a home in reno nevada or anywhere in nevada especially i love the northern nevada you've made a great decision this is a fantastic place to live friends of nevada wilderness is our guest today and we're talking about all the wonderful things that are going up here in our part of the state in northern nevada joining us too is pat bruce he's the stewardship director and, Pat, i got to tell you, 
You have an outstanding title. I love that. Stewardship. Sherry, can I have that on my name, too? Sure. <laughs> stewardship of advertising, stewardship of radio. What does stewardship director do for Friends of Nevada Wilderness? Well, one of the things we do besides public lands advocacy and advocacy for wilderness uh, is to get folks out on the ground and use that as an advocacy as well uh, and get some work done on public lands to make sure that they stay healthy here in the state. Mm -hmm. So we take folks out camping. Uh, we have day trips up here on Mount Rose that uh, businesses here locally have an opportunity to get volunteers out and help us do our work up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, folks can come out camping and be with uh, a good safe support system and have a good time and have an opportunity to work directly on their public lands. Oh, if people want to get involved and, and be part of the process, is there a cost to get involved? Uh, no, there's not a cost. Uh, you know, we even can provide transportation. We have geared alone folks that are, <laughs> are newbies out in the uh, wild places. Mm -hmm. And uh, we uh, ask folks to bring their meal for, for Friday night, but we provide all the food from then on and oh. at no cost because we really appreciate their service and in-kind donation to public lands. Somebody new moves into the area, uh, maybe a couple or they have, might have kids and they they love to camp where they used to live, but they're a long way from there. They don't know these. It would be a good way to learn about it. Absolutely. And going to our website, nevadawilderness.org, there's, uh, there's a lot of places, especially in the Explore tab, uh, where they can find out, you know, where they can get gas and food and help the local economy wherever they're help, ha uh, heading out. Yeah. Uh, I noticed on your literature here, and, of course, in our conversation, we talk about you work in all of Nevada. It's not just northern Nevada where we're broadcasting from today. But I see that you have something coming up in southern Nevada. It's the Griffith Peak Trail rebuilt. And um, the description says that it's as you head to Mount Charleston Wilderness. You know, I've never been up there, but I've driven a lot to and from Las Vegas, and I see the sign. Tell me a little bit about that. What is Griffith Peak Trail like, and what? tell me about the rebuild. You know, one of the things that has happened down there, there's been some fires and then flooding, so a big chunk of the Griffith Trail was uh, closed because the trail's not there. So we've been working cooperatively with the Forest Service, uh, taking volunteers out there, working with the backcountry horsemen to get volunteers up high, high on the mountain to rebuild this trail so we can get it back opened up for the public. Mm -hmm. I understand that in the winter, there's even skiing up in the Mount Charleston oh, yeah. area, is that right? There is. There's quite a bit of skiing. It's a it's a big mountain. <coughs> wow, Ski Las Vegas. <laughs> I think I got a new campaign for them. That would be fun to go down there and do that in the winter. Mm -hmm. But I would love to see the rebuild and the Grief Griffith Peak Trail. I have done a lot of hiking in northern Nevada, but I have, have not done much in the south, so this might be a good way to get started with that. And that's going to be happening in September. It's noted on the September 13 to 16. Weather should still be good. I bet the colors change real nice that time of the year in that area oh, oh it's yeah. beautiful mm -hmm. what kind of wildlife is up in that area do you see anything specific i mean everybody asked me around here about the bighorn sheep and i have yet to see one in the wild but uh, you know plenty of coyotes love the coyote <laughs> what's down there you know there's a whole variety of of critters there's mm -hmm. uh elk that you can see on the mountain mm -hmm. um deer as well uh -huh, yeah um Birds, yeah, lots of birds, lot of birds. many, many <laughs> species of animal up mm -hmm. on that mountain. So many places to see. Uh, it's all about Friends of Nevada Wilderness. I was looking on your website, and one of the things I wanted to make sure that we talk about is that, you know, the wildlife that's there, it's there because we protect it and because we leave it alone. And I think so many people want to take a little piece of something with them. They want to take ownership of things. But the reality is, we really shouldn't take anything. In fact, you have a section on your website that says, leave what you find, preserve the past, examine, but do not touch cultural or historic structures and artifacts. Leave rocks, plants, and other natural objects as you find them, and avoid introducing or transporting non-native species of animals and of plants, of course. I've, I know about all those problems, and fish, too. Ooh, fish can cause problems. Do not build structures, furniture, or dig trenches. Minimize campfire impacts. Let me talk about the campfire. Sherry and I have done some camping recently. Sherry, share with our listeners and with our in-studio guests 
how we handle the campfire. We don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Very easy. Very clean. Yeah. You know, I that's. I think that's a mistake. I think that a lot of people make is because you're not finally camping, you're out in the wilderness, and yeah, you can build a fire, right? I think it's almost an automatic for people. But I want to encourage people when they go camping not to build a campfire, even if it's just for one night. Because the stars that you see in northern Nevada and all of Nevada, it's just incredible. And you can really enjoy the wildlife. You can hear more of the wildlife. You can actually see more of the wildlife. And I find that after I'm out in the dark for a little while, my eyes adjust. I can see pretty good myself. I feel like a cat out there. The uh, Mass Karim Wilderness Study Area, which we're trying to get a designation for a dark skies uh, international designation for astronomers, the starlight itself will cast a shadow with the grass, and that's an amazing thing. It is amazing, amazing. yeah. You know, on the Black Rock Playa, I go out there on occasion when there aren't activities of thousands going on. I actually see my shadow, too, from the stars. It's just the most amazing thing. And, you know, there's not many places in the country anymore, I bet, that you can actually do that. Wow. Uh, there is just so much new activity going on out there. Uh, talking about a little bit about real estate, our challenge for home buyers and uh, people that want to move to Nevada is not that it's not a beautiful place to live then, it's not that there isn't outstanding scenery, it's that home prices continue to go up and up. And uh, living in Nevada is getting to be really a, uh, uh, a more than a benefit, it's a privilege to be able to live in Nevada. In order to live in Nevada, you have to be able to do certain things. You have to be able to put up with the Nevada climate. Very dry here. A lot of people that come from the outside complain about the, the climate because it's so dry. It's very wide open. And some people who have challenges living in open spaces, kind of the reverse of claustrophobia, maybe would be challenged with that. But now it's the home prices, too. And, uh, you know, I've been in the real estate world for many, many years, and I've seen the market go way up, and I've seen the market go way down, and now we're going up again. But I've always found from talking to the experts, these are the old people, the wise people, that the real estate market's always moving. It's like the ocean. It goes up and it goes down. And maybe right now real estate is up at a high level, but it does come down. Example, I was recently in the uh, west coast area, closer to Napa Valley, in a little area called Rohnert Park. And there was a report there on their local real estate activity, and guess what? It's going down. They're concerned. Real estate sales are going down, prices are going down, values are going down. Sherry, you saw that too. Um, I have a, a thought that, you know, things always move from the west coast to the east coast. I wonder, Sherry, what do you think? Do you think prices might stabilize or even go down just because of the way the world is going on? Well, it's a normal, condition of the real estate market and right now we just don't have the inventory so I don't see you know people are talking about a burst of bubble and all I don't see it happening right now because we don't have the inventory and so I want to make sure that um, you know people recognize that you know you don't have to live in the city of Reno why not? I, I had an idea because we talk about, you know, open space and why not some of these outlying communities offer folks, why don't you move out there, right? Out and we'll there. help you get set up <laughs> <laughs> anywhere out there. I'd like to move out there. Ely, Elko, <laughs> yes. you know, all kinds of places that, you know, Eureka County, just move people out, and when, but make it advantageous for them. When you live in the rural areas, you're that much closer to the wilderness. Yes. And so if you like what we're talking about, the wilderness area, we do want to recommend that you consider living not so much in the metro areas, but maybe in the outside areas. For instance, I love Fernley. Fernley is right on the edge of the wilderness. Some people think it is the wilderness. Uh, wilderness Tucky, I think they call it. At any rate, that is an opportunity for first-time home buyers or even move down buyers because the home prices there, Sherry and, and Sharon, and we are in the $100,000 difference, $100,000 less for a home basically of comparable size and firmly. And you can go beyond that into the Dayton area and there's all sorts of activities in Minden, Gardnerville. And here's the thing, if you want a great deal on a home in real estate, you really need to consider the rural areas, get back to nature, get back closer to the wilderness, and I think you can really enjoy living in northern Nevada. That's one way a lot of people are making it. If you have an absolute need, though, to live in the city of Reno, I encourage you to visit our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. We've got great podcasts there from people, 
and real estate experts that can help you find the right place in your price range or offer some suggestion like we do. Consider moving to a rural area and get closer to the wilderness of Nevada. Right, but also create and understand what it means to have those public lands, and that's why I'm really happy Friends of Nevada Wilderness is joining us today because they are huge in advocacy mm -hmm. to make sure that we protect those public lands, which belong to all of us. Yes, yes. Normally, our radio show goes for a full hour. However, Sherry, because you're joining us in the studio today, and we have our guests from Nevada Wilderness, Pat Bruce, he's the Stewardship Director, and also with us, Sharon Netherton, the Executive Director, I'd like to say suggest that we continue our discussion on the Sherry Hill Show from this point forward. That would give us a little bit more time. How does that sound to you? Sounds great. Sharon? Think you guys think you can make it okay? One Absolutely. more little bit. Uh, Pat, would you stay with us for the Sherry Hill Show next? More than happy to share All right. the word. I, I love what we're talking about. And again, if you would uh, like to visit the website for Nevada Wilderness, it's easy. Nevada, Nevada Wilderness org, And that's Friends of Nevada Wilderness. We have more coming up on the Sherry Hill Show after this. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. About a organization that has actually been around for decades, yet I just discovered them earlier this month, and they are called the Friends of Nevada Wilderness. I want to welcome my guests. Sharon Netherton, who is the Executive Director, and Pat Bruce, who is the Stewardship Director. So welcome to the show, both of you. Let's talk about, like I said, I had no idea Friends of Nevada Wilderness existed until I went and I found, I picked up all this amazing literature about what you guys are doing. So give us the, you know, 60 second about why you guys exist and why you need to exist. Sharon. Well, Friends of Nevada Wilderness started back in 1974, a small group of people who wanted to preserve some of Nevada's wild places for future generations. So over the years, it, it grew. In 1985, we became an official 501c3, and we've just taken off since then. Uh, we've worked on getting wilderness areas designated across the state. We've been successful with 70 areas now, almost 3.4 million acres of wilderness. Still a small portion of Nevada, but some of the crown jewels of our public lands. So we uh, feel that it's important to get areas protected, but it's not enough. We need to give back. and so. After areas are designated as wilderness, we want to get volunteers out on the ground learning about how precious they are and how they can take care of them. All right, so you do a lot of education and outreach, and you guys do a lot of camping. That's what I really love. <laughs> uh, Pat, talk a little bit about you're the stewardship program director, but what does that actually mean? Well, uh, our goal is to get people out and connected with these areas and one of the ways to do that and make sure these areas stay healthy is to get out and do stewardship on public lands. So we have uh, agreements with the BLM, the Forest Service, the Fish and Wildlife Service and the Park Service here in the state and we organize projects uh, on their priorities on these areas and we get volunteers out and get the work done in a way that's uh, safe and fun. And we make sure people have a good camping experience when they're out there or a good day experience uh, such as here in Mount Rose Wilderness and uh, make sure they're well fed and happy to get back as well. And uh, it, it really makes a deep personal kind of sweat equity relationship with these areas and they can go on to make future uh, decisions to help manage these lands or help inform the agencies about managing these lands. And you guys are statewide. You have a southern contingency. I mean, it's, it's still the same organization, but you have people working down there. 
you know, most people don't realize what we have in our entire state. You, you said that we have like 70 designated wilderness areas right now. Let's talk about some of those because most people, you know, they think in Nevada, they go, oh, we have desert and sagebrush. Maybe I've been to the playa, but there is so much more here. Oh, so, so much more. Uh, back in 1989, Friends was instrumental in getting a Forest Service Wilderness Bill passed that designated as wilderness some of Nevada's most iconic areas. So Mount Rose, right outside of Reno. Mount Charleston, right outside of Las Vegas. Everybody's heard of the incredible beauty of the Ruby Mountains, uh, Jarbidge Wilderness. We have places like Table Mountain, Arctome, Alta Tequima, the Santa Rosas. So all of these areas uh, on the Forest Service uh, managed public lands that were designated in, in 1989 are really some of the crown jewels of wilderness in Nevada. So you guys obviously heavy duty advocates for maintaining wilderness area. We'll talk a little bit in the second uh, half of this particular show about you know what's going on in Congress, specifically Senator Heller and his statements, and what do we as the public need to understand about it. But right now I wanna continue talking about Friends of Nevada Wilderness, and certainly you know it can't be done with just a handful of people. I mean, you get hundreds of volunteers. Yeah, we have over 400 active volunteers, and uh, they range in political views and uh, economic status and age. Uh, I think we've had kids as young as two years old and our, our oldest volunteer to date is, uh, is 85. And uh, everybody is out there for one common good, is uh, trying to protect and preserve America's most valuable treasure, which is public lands and, and especially wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so if I was wanting to volunteer, I mean, what would I expect to do? Well, we have a number of projects. Uh, right here on a day trip, you could join us and uh, a lot of uh, employees from Patagonia come out and help us on the day trips up in the Mount Rose Wilderness working on the removal of uh, the invasive species musk thistle. And we are up trying to protect the Truckee River watershed by removing these invasive species and trying to get uh, endemic plants back into those spaces that are left when we're finished. And that involves uh, a hike up the mountain and bagging up these seed heads from these musk thistles. There's millions of seeds get released if they actually come to maturity mm -hmm. and uh, makes the battle uh, quite a bit harder. So trying to nip them in the bud, so to speak, and get them off the mountain is our, our main goal. And then we go to uh, trips that could last uh, three or four days uh, where we travel out, make sure people get out there safely. Uh, we can provide transportation if needed. Uh, folks can follow out in their own vehicles. Uh, a lot of people opt to stay even longer uh, than our trip lasts. And uh, we usually go out on a, a Friday afternoon, uh, get there, uh, have a nice dinner, wake up in the morning, have a nice breakfast, do a little work on public lands throughout the day, and then uh, come together for a really special dinner and head out the morning after breakfast on Sunday and you're back in town uh, late afternoon and uh, you've been able to accomplish some work and get to see some incredible country with uh, a really safe uh, group of people. Mm -hmm. One of the things, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, the lifestyle here and wanting to move here because of our lifestyle. And if you're from Northern Nevada, obviously you think of Mount Rose, maybe the Black Rock Desert because of Burning Man and all the attention it gets. However, there is so much more that unless, and this is one of the things that fascinated me as I was learning more about your organization, the fact that I can go with you and you're going to be basically my guide to introduce me to some of these amazing areas that I have no idea exist. 
that's really the exciting part. You get to go out with great people, meet new friends. You get to find places that you would maybe never have discovered on your own. It's a, it's a win-win for everybody. So people get to go out in a safe setting, get to enjoy it, get to learn some new areas that then they could go back on their own, take their friends and family. And this is how we just keep giving back, letting people know about all these amazing areas. Right, and, and one of the main things with a, certainly a wilderness area or where you go is the importance of leave no trace. I mean, I know you guys are huge on that, I am too. And what better way, again, to go out and have people share and show you, here's, here's places you can camp, here's things that you could be doing, but to really explore and experience the amazing beauty we have in this state. It's and a couple members of our staff are national uh, Leave No Trace trainers. Uh, in fact, they're out at Burning Man now teaching the Leave No Trace ethics uh, through the BLM interpretive camp on the playa. That's awesome and very important. So if you want to learn more about what you guys do, what's the website? It is nevadawilderness.org. You have a lot of information on your website and certainly for people that would like to get out there and explore. I mean, you're always looking for volunteers. Absolutely. <laughs> the more the merrier. And um, it, when we come back after this break, let's let's talk about some of the projects that you're working on, okay? Sure. We'll be right back. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction, Jackson. He's the best. Held in trust for the American people by the federal government, the majority of public lands are open for recreational use. From the undeveloped, wide open spaces of BLM land to the more developed campsites of national parks, here in Nevada, access to recreational opportunities seem boundless and the fees are minimal, if not completely absent. The agencies are federally mandated to manage for multiple use and sustained yield meaning that they must ensure our outdoor recreational opportunities, natural resources, and scenic values remain intact for the benefit of all citizens. Joining me, I have two outstanding guests. I have Sharon Netherton, who is the Executive Director of Friends of Nevada Wilderness, and Pat Bruce, who is the Stewardship Director for Friends of Nevada Wilderness. We've been talking about the fact that you guys are literally on the forefront for advocacy, introducing legislation, making sure that people have awareness around what truly is our public lands. So let's just quickly talk about maybe some of the projects that you're working on right now that uh, people may want to volunteer to help. Sure. Um, well, uh, we have projects right here in our backyard on the Mount Rose Wilderness and that includes uh, invasive species removal, and uh, that's important for the Truckee River watershed and, and the health of the overall wilderness area. We have projects uh, doing post-fire plantings, which is really important right now. Obviously, people are very aware of what our situation is in the past few years with wildfire. And uh, it's one of our favorites for volunteers to come out and take seedlings and plug plants which are a little more mature and get them out uh, on the landscape post-fire to prevent invasive species coming in as well as to uh, stabilize the soils in those areas. We have um, two trail crews this year out working on trails for the U.S. Forest Service uh, all over northern Nevada and uh, we employ those seasonals, uh, I believe it's about 12 
young people uh, out on the ground in really beautiful high altitude situations, making sure that trails are healthy and well established so that people going in to hunt or recreate or ride their horses, um, it's uh, the the only kind of really steady trail work uh, that the the Humboldt Toyabe National Forest has right now. Great Basin Institute helps with some of that as well. And uh, other projects include uh, uh, AmeriCorps crew on the Sheldon National Wildlife Refuge, which was uh, nearly 900 square miles of refuge in the northwest part of the state up on the Oregon border, an absolutely beautiful place, home to tremendous wildlife resources and uh, just stunning landscapes. And our crew this year removed uh, nearly 40,000 pounds of metal garbage from the refuge. And that includes old barbed wire fence, which we've removed, uh, I think, 329 miles of barbed wire fence from the refuge to date. Um, that's over the past six years. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just some of the work that we do. We get out and work on uh, areas that have been damaged through a number of different reasons and get those back and healthy and make sure that the wildlife habitat is maintained as well as the rest of the ecosystem. What's so fascinating to me is when you talk about these areas, I mean, they're pretty much all within a day's drive. Oh, yeah. Northern, right? And yeah. then you end up in these just magnificent, as you say, open spaces that you really don't get that perspective unless you get in your car, uh, motorcycle, bicycle, and <laughs> head out, right? So Congress right now, let's let's define the difference between what we're calling the, what is it, the wildlife, Sharon, you know, what is it? Wild Washoe? Wild Washoe, but it's the public lands where Heller is saying if you're not going to use these, what we call the... The wilderness study areas. Yes. Senator Heller earlier this year requested some of the rural counties to pass a resolution to get rid of all of their Bureau of Land Managed Managed Wilderness Study Areas. And you may ask, what is a wilderness study area? It's an area that was looked at, uh, Bureau of Land Management, public lands, that had wilderness character. So the BLM was directed by Congress to do an inventory of, of all the land in the West, including in Nevada, and about 100 wilderness study areas were identified. So these are like the best of the best of BLM lands and, and are protected, their wilderness values are protected until Congress makes a decision to make them designated wilderness or releases them for uses other than wilderness. So what Senator Heller was wanting to do is to introduce a bill that would, in essence, get rid of all of these wilderness study areas, removing the protection that's on them currently and not having the opportunity to make them wilderness. Hmm. So, but it, I was reading an article in the paper and a lot of the outlying counties are kind of like behind what he's doing. So what is it, in your opinion, so if I'm in Nye County or Churchill County and I have all this designated wilderness study area, which is different from an actual wilderness area, uh, what is it to my benefit if I'm one of those counties to say, okay, go ahead and, and let's not make it a study area anymore? What impact is that gonna have on our state? Well, I think it's very short-sighted. These wilderness study areas sometimes have the best wildlife habitat out there, some of the best recreation, and to just summarily get rid of them um, is, is very short-sighted. I think that the uh, county commissioners sometimes just dislike the federal government, and, and that's probably more of a, a knee-jerk reaction, in all honesty. Generally, these are a pretty small, like like two or three percent of the county's total land mass. So uh, they're very small percentage of areas. And I think that they're so important uh, for a recreational spectrum. Many of these counties are relying on their public lands for tourism, uh, for increased economic booms for people coming in. And I think that 
that what wilderness and wilderness study areas offer is sort of the end of the spectrum. You can recreate in so many ways on public lands from off-road vehicles and mountain bikes and skiing and snowshoeing uh, to hiking, camping. And then on the, on the farther end, you get the recreational opportunities in wilderness, which is more primitive, a little bit more trying. It's places where people who are hunting can find the biggest animals. It's, it's really kind of the cream of the crop, but, but it provides a spectrum. And I think that spectrum is so important for quality of life and for tourists who come to Nevada to experience that. In so many states, all you run into is no trespassing signs and it's private and there's no way that you can get on and experience these lands without paying a private landowner. But in Nevada, we're so fortunate because these lands belong to all of us and everybody can get out there. Everybody can recreate. You don't have to be wealthy. You can take your family out and go camping and it doesn't cost anything. So I think we need to be better as a state in marketing the the value of these wildlands to our economy and the importance to our quality of life. And so we would really like to work with those rural counties to help them do that, to help them market these really valuable areas so they can see the value. So is there opportunity then, so if you have these hundred designated wilderness study areas, to move some of those into an actual wilderness area so they are more protected? Is that the choice? That, that is indeed the choice. Each one of those wilderness areas will be looked at if there's a bill before Congress on whether some of it, all of it, or none of it should be wilderness. And so it's a process where you're looking at them very carefully, thinking about the needs of, of the people, the communities, the wildlife, and making rational decisions on stakeholders coming together with local governments uh, to say, yes, we think that these areas should be wilderness, we think that these areas should not be wilderness. And so we'll continue to to do that across the state to resolve those wilderness study area issues. Do you then, because you guys are advocacy, certainly as part of your mission, do you then go sit in front of each one of these county commissions to go, let's, let's talk about the six or seven that are in your community and figure out whether they should be designated wilderness or left alone or removed off the list, how, how do you affect that? We absolutely do that. We work cooperatively with counties across the state and have. Uh, we've worked with Clark County, we've worked with Lincoln County, we've worked with White Pine County. Uh, we're working uh, right now with Washoe County. We've worked with Pershing County, we've worked with Douglas County. Uh, we're working with Humboldt County right now on a process. So yes, indeed, we're out there working with the locals, the ranchers, the commissioners, other stakeholders hunters, uh, wildlife enthusiasts, uh, backpackers, the outdoor industry to, to come together and find a resolution that, that works for almost everybody. And in many cases, we've been very successful. Uh, the Pine Forest Range up in Humboldt County was held up as like the best process ever. And so we want to continue to do that and work forward as we move forward with awesome. these beautiful areas. Awesome, well, we definitely have more to talk about, so we're going to continue this conversation, but for anyone that wants to learn more about Friends of Nevada Wilderness, I hope you'll visit their website, nevadawilderness.org, and download some of their information, and of course, volunteer, get out there, enjoy these public lands that we have, but most important, protect them. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.